Hey, Scooby Squad. Welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Annika. And when an elderly man across the street was in trouble, this dog, Roger, is exactly who you'd want to be your neighbor. Welcome back, you guys. Um, do y'all hear that? Do you hear it? Yeah. Because we got some yeah. new mics. Woo! Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband. Thank you, Zay. Zay. I haven't said it. His favorite dog breed is the collie. Yep. And why is my voice sounding like that now? <laughs> Sorry. Did you smoke eight cigarettes right now? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yep. But yeah, so we got some new mics courtesy of Hannah's husband, Xavier. So thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah. So hopefully, I know our sound's been like the whole thing lately. So Good hopefully this will help resolve all that. Hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband and I just got back from a trip. We went to Shenandoah National yeah. Park in Virginia. It was so fun. We took, I posted, I think, a video and some pictures of Buffy hiking. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. We also took her canoeing. And <laughs> she, so she started off chomping the water like she always does. And then mm-hmm. she started like, you know, because every now and then we'd be on the water and we just want to sit and relax and just enjoy the day. Yeah. And so we weren't rowing. And whenever that would happen, she would start like taking her little paw and like, paddling in the water and i want to think it was so cute i want to think that it was like oh my mom and dad are rowing i should help row too but i think it was really just like you're not making water to turn to like chomp to chomp at so i'm gonna make the water (laughs) so that's hilarious it was really cute and then towards the end of the trip she started like munching trying to catch our um paddles Oh. And chomp on our paddle. So that was fun. But yeah. Oh, Buffy. It was good. That's precious. That sounds awesome. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would totally take her back canoeing again for sure. That's great. I might get her a life jacket. She did fall out twice. So <laughs> I might get her a life vest for the next yeah. time. But but she did good. Well, she could have borrowed Zadie's. Um, no. That would have been way too big for her. Yeah, it would be. You're right. Sadie actually might be too big for it now, though. That's true. She had it when she was a puppy. Yeah, it was, like, about a year ago. Yeah, she was still a puppy. That's true. Oh, my gosh. I just... Yeah. She Um, was a pretty big puppy, but she was a puppy. Yeah. I still think it'd be too big for... I mean, we can try, but I still think it'd be too big for her. It might Um, be too long. Yeah. yeah, So I started working on... That, like, got me inspired to look up, like, stories about, like, heroic dogs in the national parks. So, I'm going to work on one and get that one for you guys, but it's going to be a minute. So, yeah. I'm working on it. All right. Well, I have an Am I the Bad Dog for y'all These today. are always fun. Yeah. So, this one is called Am I the Bad Dog? Well... Am I the bad dog and pedestrian etiquette? So they're asking about how to interact with pedestrians with a dog. Okay. 
So, um, this person says, I adopted Sadie. Again, not my Sadie. This is someone else's Sadie. Yes. Just to emphasize. Yeah, just to, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, a rescue dog about two years ago. We worked one-on-one with a trainer for over a year because she was very fearful and protective. I learned safe handling techniques and continue to work with Sadie to minimize her fear reaction in public. Admittedly, admittedly, sorry, she still has outbursts from time to time. Today sure. we were walking on the sidewalk, happy as can be. A neighbor who has witnessed her behavior in the past was walking through the parking lot in our direction. We stopped walking forward. He saw us and turned to enter the same sidewalk about 20 feet ahead. Mm-hmm. It seemed almost intentional at the time as he had been walking through the lot towards the street, but I dismissed the idea that giving him the benefit of the doubt. Sadie was giving clear signs of distress. The man hesitated briefly, but obstinately continued to walk towards us. But obstinately? That's what it says. Okay. This person wrote, they, they wrote this kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and until he was less than eight feet away. Sadie's growling and barking escalated, so I suggested you might want to go around. And he says sharply, you move. I'm walking on the sidewalk. So I said, go right ahead and tighten my grip on Sadie, holding the leash right at her collar. He made no attempt to walk around, passing within two feet of us and bobbling on the edge of the sidewalk just to get by. Sadie was barking and growling the entire time, raising mm-hmm. on her back legs, even for protection. Then he yells, get your dog some training. I didn't respond. We continued on for a few seconds when another neighbor, walking a small dog, entered the sidewalk 20 feet ahead. She smiled. I said, good morning. And Sadie was totally fine, tail up and wagging. We happily continued on our walk. And um, she says, clearly given space and without antagonization, my dog is fine. I'm of the belief that he intentionally forced the confrontation. One, when after he saw us, he crossed onto our side instead of continuing to walk through the parking lot as he had been. And two, when he refused to take my suggestion to walk around, his actions were entirely deliberate, making more of the situation than it had to be. Am I the bad dog here? Hmm. So... Every single person is saying that she is the bad dog. Yeah. And I kind of agree. I do too. I mean, it's a tough situation. Yeah. But it didn't have to be as tough as she made it herself. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you know that your dog, because, like, she's being the bad dog to her dog, too. Because, like, Mm -hmm. she sees that her dog is clearly upset and like this doesn't sound like like you have to know your dog and why your dog is behaving the way they are and Mm -hmm. you know because like Buffy will will sometimes pull at somebody but it's just because she wants to go say hi and we just have to teach her that's not like that's not how you go greet somebody but it doesn't sound like that's what this dog's trying to do like this dog sounds like she was upset like she's growling she's fearful Mm-hmm. you know so like that's not good for the dog to continue to put the dog in that situation like you need to get your dog out of that situation for your dog's health i think like i think she over she thought way too hard about what this guy was doing he yeah was probably he was probably walking to his house from his car sure yeah like he probably walked across the parking lot and was walking to his apartment right the way that he always does. So she even said he hesitated. Yeah. 
Well, and that kind of makes me wonder because it she says there too that like this man had seen them before. So it, to me, it, it mm-hmm. kind of sounds like she, like this man had seen them before, had done everything to avoid them before, and was just sick of it. You know, was yeah, sick of having to be the one to go around and be the one to take the long way around instead of taking the sidewalk, which he has every right to be on. So yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. I do think he was in the wrong for saying, like, get your dog some training. Yeah. That... Like, he's definitely in the wrong for that, but... But she should have moved her dog out of the way for, like, for her dog's sake. Yeah. Like what absolutely. you said. I yeah. agree there. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, just... Because that, that's something that I'm always worried somebody's going to say with me and Buffy when she's pulling, like, get her some training. It's like, like, we do. Like, we work really hard on her. Like, yeah. you don't know what the owner has been going through. You don't know the dog's history, the dog's background. So that's a jerk move, but... But yeah, overall, yeah, she should have moved. Like when we were at Shenandoah, there was one moment. Luckily, the people that she did this to were very friendly. Like they were kind of okay with it. Okay. Um, but she did kind of jump up on somebody to say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it was just like Buffy normally does really well with people, but she needs kind of space between her and the people. Mm-hmm. And it got really narrow. And so I think that's kind of was part of it. And luckily, again, those people were super nice about it. They were like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. But so we just started to decide, like, we just decided from then on, we were just going to pick her up, you know, because uh, yeah. the other people don't need to deal with that. So it's yeah. it's your responsibility as a dog owner to move out of other move people's out of way. their way. Yeah. yeah. So those people, ha- people do have more of a right to the sidewalk than your dog does. It's true. For sure. Like move your dog off like my feelings at least are yeah move your dog off to the side mm-hmm. especially if it's a reactive buddy with, oh, yeah. like what you do like with Buffy like you do a great job with that like Thanks. you move her off to the side and you sit down and you calm down mm-hmm. she just let her dog be super anxious and growling and barking at somebody yeah for no reason yeah like there's no reason yeah it didn't benefit her in any way yeah we started, this is kind of cute, I started the other day teaching her, because again, she needs that space, because, like, mm-hmm. if she's kind of on the grass on, we have, like, a greenway behind our house, so if she's on the grass, you know, on the right side, and the person stays more to the left, we're good, but again, if it gets narrow, that's when we have a problem, so I started mm-hmm. teaching Buffy, find the grass, so nice. that way, like, if a person comes, I can just say, find the grass, and that'll get her over to the side and help mm-hmm. her to get out of that person's way. So, and she seems nice. confused about it. She didn't really know what it meant, but, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. No, the find the command is a tricky one. Yeah. I just kind of was leading her. I said, find the grass, and then led her with the leash over to the grass. Yeah. And then it. gave her a treat when she, once her. Grass. Yeah, once she, like, touched the grass. Once her, like, I kind of wanted her whole, all four paws on the grass, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'll let you know how that works. But yeah, that's, that's what you need to do. Just move your dog over. It's not that hard. (laughs) So. Yeah. And it also, you know, it's just a way to show people that you're being considerate. 
you know, it's just a very considerate thing to do. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I found one. You're not the bad dog. Oh, okay. But it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. What does it say? I'm um, curious. They said, not the bad dog. You clearly have the dog under control. Evidence that you, despite your absolutely terrible neighbor trying to antagonize you and your dog, he still didn't get hurt. Uh. So they're saying that because he didn't get hurt, that, yeah, I don't like that. Because the dog was still distressed. Like, yeah, I disagree with that for sure. The guy didn't get hurt, but who, like, if she had gotten loose, like, would she have, would he have? Well, and just because, like, he doesn't get hurt physically doesn't mean that emotionally it didn't cause distress. Like, yeah, some people are afraid of dogs. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, even, you know, it's scary if a dog lunges at you because you don't know, especially if you don't know the dog, you don't know, like, are they trying to hurt you? Are they just, like, buffy and I just want to go say hi and lick your face? You don't know. So it's, that can be really frightening. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely disagree with that one. Yeah. That's, there was only one not the bad dog. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she tried to ride it <laughs> to get, she to get wrote sympathy. it in a specific way to get, mm-hmm, to get people on her side, but mm-hmm. it did not work. Anyway. Yeah. All right, well, we can start today's story. Sweet. Um, so we're going to be talking about Roger today, but there's a little backstory before we get to Roger. Okay. Um, so this story takes place on December 6th of 2022. So, oh, recent. yeah, yeah. So this past year um, in Ringwood, England. Okay. Um, and most of my information for this story is coming from Metro News UK. Ah. I've been watching How I Met Your Mother, so you said Metro News, and I thought, Metro News won. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Robin, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is, we're going to start talking about Morris Cohen. Okay. So he was age 94 when Whoa. this happened. Yeah. And he is driving home in his Mercedes. And Fancy. this particular day, his wife, Linda, was away visiting family in Butlins, which I looked up, it's like two <laughs> hours away. I know. <laughs> Butlins. Oh my gosh, you're seven. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so it's about two hours away from where he was at the time. Um, and he had just been out for the day at the shops. Um, I mean, his wife's out of town. He's probably like buying her some Christmas gifts or something, gearing up for Christmas. He also was a great grandpa. Which wow. Is, I know. And that, uh, so I have two grandmothers that are in their 90s. They just became great grandmothers. Oh, um, yeah. So this story just like resonates with me a little more because of that. And then I also like growing up, I got to know my great grandmother really well. Oh, yeah. You so, did. That's cool. Yeah. We called her Oma too. She's the best. Yeah. So I feel like this story just resonates with me a little extra. Yeah. So, yeah, so he just get got home from the shop. He is getting out of his car, 
and his walking stick snapped in half. Oh, no. Yeah. So he fell backwards, and he... So it took me a minute to kind of figure out how he fell, because I think that's kind of important. So he fell backwards, and his upper body got trapped inside the car. So, So he's, like, in the car, he's on his back, and he's kind of where he fell. It's kind of under the steering wheel of his car, mm-hmm. and it's he's into the footwell. So that's Ugh. where the gas, the brakes, and the clutch are. Oh God! And his arm somehow got wedged between the clutch and the brake. Oh, Ow. yeah. So his arm is wedged. His feet are sticking out of the car, and I actually looked up in this article. I saw. A picture of the garage where he was and it's very narrow so it would be oh. extremely hard to see that anything was wrong um, mm-hmm. if you're just from the outside looking in but so he tried really hard to get out but there it nothing worked um, he said that each time he tried to grab onto the window to get out he somehow managed to fall even further into the car oh no yeah so like all his efforts to get out nothing's working he tried to like pull his arm to get his arm unstuck that didn't help and so the garage door was open because remember he had just pulled in Mm -hmm. to the garage so he tried yelling screaming calling out for help no one could hear him oh man and he's so scary it's so scary i mean it's it's really scary you know elderly people like falls are very scary yeah Uh, yeah so i'm just like i'm like i don't want to be picturing my grandparents with this one but like it's hard not to Mm. and it's yeah it's really scary um yeah so no one could hear him and i don't think he had his cell phone on him or he wasn't no or he wasn't able to reach it somehow and i don't Mm -hmm. know if that's maybe like like, maybe it was in his pocket, and just because his arm was wedged, he couldn't get to it. I don't really know. Um, gotcha. But he had no way of calling for help either. So he's oh. just yelling for help. And so despite all that, trying to get himself free, calling for help, he was stuck for the rest of the day in his car. Oh, no. I know. Yeah. So. Oh, man. And I don't know, like, what time of day this happened. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's a full day. Like, yeah. this poor man, like, he's probably, like, starving. You know, he uh-huh. can't get out to, like, eat dinner or anything like that. Like, oh, my goodness. So, night starts coming on. And this is December in mm-hmm. England. And temperatures are falling below zero degrees Celsius. Oh, man. And the garage door is still open, so he's exposed to the wind, which I did look up, like, temperatures on that day. Chilly. Huh? It's England in winter, so it's probably cold. It's cold, yes. It didn't look like, luckily, like, weather-wise, it wasn't super windy. There was no precipitation, so that part's really good. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was getting to below zero. Um, Oh, man. And he said that he could feel hypothermia setting in. Oh, God. And just, like, kind of real quick, so some stages of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. So kind of the first stage, you're shivering. 
you get reduced circulation to extremities. That's why, like, yep. when you're out in the cold too long, you feel it most in your toes and in your fingers because your body's trying to keep the core warm, so mm-hmm. it's focusing on circulating blood. It literally blood. doesn't send as much blood to the, your fingers right. and hands. Yeah, because um, it's like, well, I can live without those. I can't live without my, like, lungs. heart and lungs and stuff. Um, so that's step one. The second stage of hypothermia People generally will have a weak pulse. Their breathing mm-hmm. slows down. A lot of times people get really confused yep. and really sleepy. And that just, like, it breaks my heart to imagine this sweet man in, mm-hmm. you know, trapped in his car and, like, being super confused. Right. Too. Like, on top of sad. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the third stage You'll experience slow respiration. So, again, your breathing slows down even farther. And a lot of times, a loss of consciousness. Yeah. Uh, so, it's unclear to me which stage he was in at the time. I'm going to assume it was stage three, though. Just because mm-hmm. of later, how bad Yeah. first responder said it was. Your lips also turn blue. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a... Uh... That's mostly, well, it can be lack of oxygen and it can also be the cold too. Well, right, but lack of oxygen because your breathing slows, your pulse slows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so your lips and your your fingers, your toes might turn blue because they're not getting as much blood flow. Um, Yeah. So at 10 a.m. the next day, which is almost 24 hours oh after God. the accident. So that's why, like, I, I'm i not sure 100% what time he had this accident. I don't, I honestly don't know that anyone knows. But yeah, so that's, that's why I said, like, the rest of the day. Because it was probably, I would think, like, afternoon. It was probably not late into the evening when this happened. Yeah. So anyway, so 10 a.m. the next day, his neighbor, Frances Wall, was trying to find her dog, Roger. Okay. And I don't know a whole lot about Roger's background. Um, he is a Jackie, a Jackapoo, which is a Jack Russell Terrier mixed with a poodle. Interesting. <laughs> that is a mix right there. It is a mix. You're rolling He's some really dice. cute. Yeah. <laughs> he is really cute. He, I bet um, he is, yeah. Yeah. He has like... Yeah, so he's fairly small. He's not, like, tiny, but he is fairly small. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, the black curly fur. He's a cutie. Um, yeah, so, and they lived across the street from Mr. Cohen. Okay. So, she goes outside, and she hears him barking from the garage across the street. And she said that it was very unusual for him to bark like that. He said... I'm sorry. She said that he was normally a very nervous dog. No. So for him to be like barking, barking aggressively like that was very unusual. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So again, the garage is very narrow. So she can't really see anything at first, but then she mm-hmm. sees Mr. Cohen's feet sticking out of the car and she just, yeah. So she rushes to him. Oh, no. Roger is yeah. standing next to him, yapping away, and he only stops when he knows that his owner has seen Mr. Cohen and knows that something's wrong. Wow. Um, 
So what had happened was Roger had been like just sniffing around. I think he, I don't know if there was a fence that he got out of or if he mm-hmm. just was allowed to wander sometimes, but he'd been sniffing around and he made his way into the open garage and found Mr. Cohen. And wow, some people, so I've heard a couple theories. Um, so some people say that maybe he had heard Mr. Cohen like yelling for help. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry. I he just, probably wasn't still yelling the next day. Right. So that's kind of why I'm, like, confused about, that's why I'm not quite sure which stage of hypothermia he was in. Gotcha. I bet people think that, like, the dog remembered from that, the day before, but I don't know yeah. if they would actually remember. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I think he it was probably a mix of smell and just happened to stumble across. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Well, and I, something I've wondered, too, is, like, maybe he was unconscious and then Roger came over and started sniffing around him Mm -hmm. and that woke him up um, and brought him back into consciousness or something. That's possible. Um, Because I think he was conscious when she found him. Okay. Um, So she immediately called 999, which is the 911 of the UK. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So she calls 999. And firemen are immediately dispatched to the scene. Good. And then she calls her brother John to come over. And she's trying to get her brother, like maybe the two of them can help get him out. But they also don't have any luck getting him out. So he's like, I mean, he is wedged in there. Um, Oh, man. Three firemen were finally able to release him from the car. And he was taken by ambulance to Burnmouth Hospital or Bournemouth hospital i'm not british probably bournemouth <laughs> bournemouth bournemouth yeah something like that yeah we try we try our best yeah um once he got to the hospital he was treated for uh, his hypothermia and his doctor said that if he had spent another hour or so without getting treatment he likely would not have survived Wow. So the hypothermia was bad enough that, like, he was close to losing his life. Yeah, he must have been in stage three. He must have been. Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of feeling, I'm kind of leaning towards, like, he was unconscious and Roger kind of mm-hmm. woke him up, brought him, brought him out of it Can a little bit. Can we call him Mr. Rogers because he's such a good name? Did I just call him Mr. Roger? No, I asked oh, okay. if I could. <laughs> I just want to call him Mr. Rogers because he's such too. a good neighbor. Yeah, I know exactly what his arbitrary rating is going to be. Okay, I'm excited. Well, let me. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. finish the story first. <laughs> You're getting ahead of me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I do that. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so he spent about ten days in the hospital, and then he was well, released. I know. He was released, and he was able to return home to his wife. But before he went home. Well, I don't know about before he went home, but one of his first stops after he was released was to visit Roger and give him, this is so sweet, he gave him a Christmas stocking with doggy Aww. treats to say thank you. Yeah, Miss Wall was very pleasantly surprised about how Roger reacted to the situation. Yeah. Because again, he was a pretty nervous guy and he's like very confidently mm-hmm. just like, somebody needs to come help this man. Uh, so she was you go mr rogers i know so she was really (laughs) proud of how he reacted and alerted her to the situation yeah 
And Mr. Cohen has stated in, I saw in more than one interview where he said, I owe my life to that dog, no doubt about it. Aww. Yeah. So, that's the story of little Mr. Rogers. Aww. And I know his name isn't Mr. Rogers, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still, he's a good neighbor. He's a good neighbor. Okay. So, oh. arbitrary dog rating. I hadn't even looked at what you put in the show notes. I was immediately... <laughs> Did we put the same thing? In my brain, I put the exact same thing. I put the red sweater. Yes! He gets he gets <laughs> a closet full of Mr. Rogers-style red sweaters. Yes, he needs the red sweater. Yep. Yeah, I put the same thing. That was cute. Yep. Um, yes. I... Mr. Rogers also has, like, those little... Not, like, finger puppets, but little hand yeah, puppets uh-huh. in the show. So, I would give him, like, a little puppet to play with. Oh, so. Yeah. That's precious. He, yeah. He, I, I would love him to be my neighbor. He yeah. was great. So, yeah. Really, I'm so thankful that that turned out, like, a, you know. That's a, that's a crazy one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That is, it's so scary to me. Like, I just, I can't. I don't want to imagine thinking about, like, you know, I have elderly people in my family that I love. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, it scares me so much to think about them in that situation. But, Ugh. but I'm glad that yeah. this Mr. Cohen's okay. This is why you always have your phone charged on your person. Yes. And, again, yeah. like, I don't want to assume, like, I don't want to blame or anything. No, no, no. No victim but, yeah. blaming. No. I'm just, like, it's so scary. Like, right. Like, I, Yeah. Yeah. It's Can't also, imagine. yeah, and I think it's also, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't out of town, but, um, it's also important, you know, when someone's out of town, make sure that you tell somebody, tell a neighbor. Yeah. Uh, cause that's the other thing too, is like, I mean, I hope that nobody would see, I don't think anybody saw him. I don't think anybody heard yeah. him. But you know, his wife would have found him a lot quicker if she right. were, if she weren't out of town. Right. Yeah. We, yeah, we have started, and I think it was actually my grandma's idea, but yeah, we've started doing a thing where, like, they'll text us in the morning and at night, um, and we just put that in place just in, you know, just in case, because stuff like, Mm -hmm. hopefully nothing like this would ever happen, but just, you know, it's a good, good system to have in place just in case, so. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. All right, well, you guys can... Find us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. You can email us stories at Puppy Dog Tales Pod at gmail.com. And your dog doesn't have to have rescued an elderly neighbor from his car to be featured on our show. Absolutely if they, not. If they just like do something silly, we want to hear about it. If they roll over three times before you feed them dinner, <laughs> or if they don't know how to roll over <laughs> because their bodies are shaped awkwardly like my dog. Dogs not knowing how, not knowing how to do <laughs> basic things is so funny. Both of our dogs, both of our dogs struggled with stairs before we got them. Oh, God. Sadie had a four-year-old boy carrying her everywhere. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So she, did, she sat at the bottom of the stairs and whined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want to know about your dogs. Tell so. us about that. Tell us about your dog that can't walk upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> or down. down did, we, the- did we put the email address? I don't think we did. Yeah, we did. Oh, okay, cool. I said, yeah, just spell tails like it's a story, not like it's a dog's tail. Yes.
Um, and you can also write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please. Helps people discover our show. Get it out yeah. there a little more. Um, and then it should be in the show notes. Make sure to check out our newsletter. Sign up for that so you can stay in touch with us. It's really cute. It is really cute. We just took a picture to put on there. So, yeah. Oh, that's cute, too. I was talking about the newsletter in general. Huh? Um, yeah, but that's part yeah. of why it's cute. It's because we You're put right. cute pictures on it. I forgot it. that we were that there are pictures on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. All right, y'all. In the meantime, keep calm and wag, wag on. on.